Hi folks, before we get started, we'd like to take a moment to let you know some of the content on this podcast may not be suitable for some audiences. It's all in good fun, but we just wanted to let you know. That's what I've been talking about! Howdy y'all! We're a busting a full load of country hits all day long on 92.2 KNUT, The Nut. It's your old partner engineer, Jim, here, and I got me a big one for all you little doggies just a hankering to put a something in your assless chaps. That's right! Yeah! That's right, baby! Now, these next little ditties are from my partners. That's right! We're talking about Jay and Dan out on the range, and they're playing... With your little lady? Or no, maybe I am. Yeah, that's right. And you're gonna wanna throw a lasso around her and round her up on the campfire for some sweet old loving. Yeah, okay. So giddy up and let's go. Cause we gotta get them spurs a jingling a jangling. It's Engineer Jim on 92.2, the hashtag nuts. podcast previously on the jay and dan podcast if you had a crazy uncle who wrote something on the wall of the tomb of the pharaohs if you have a crazy (laughs) uncle that wrote something on the tomb of the pharaohs f off the girls are not what i would call typical strippers they're all attractive can't recommend it enough we've got to have a podcast night there the courtney love type that's the kind of girl who's dancing yeah so You have to guess if they have a heroin addiction. What kind of a society are we actually living in? You all right there, bud? Spilt all over. Got some problems. You're like my daughter. She drools all over herself all day long. <laughs> goo goo gaga. Okay, Mike. Oh, come Mike. On. Mike. Oh, oh, the game's over. Or it could have just been the equipment, because hockey equipment. Come on. Impossible to get the smell of hockey gloves off your hands. But if you use shaving cream, I think it gets the smell of your hands. Huh? That's a good drop right there. <laughs> That's a good drop right there. <laughs> the game's over. You're listening to the Jay and Dan podcast. everybody because the game's over the blue jays just won the american league division series over the texas rangers literally seconds ago literally seconds ago will venable popped up to end it and the blue jays win justice prevails as i'm sure you know by now because you were watching bit of a controversial call by umpire Dale Scott, or actually by the Major League Baseball head office, uh, to award a run to the Rangers in the top of the seventh. The Jays come back in the bottom of the seventh. Jose Bautista hits uh, easily the, the biggest home run in Jays history since the Joe Carter home run. And the Jays move on. Oh, there's Elvis Andrews. Boy, rough, uh, rough go for that cash. Rough go for that cat. Uh, so here's what's happening. First of all, Dan O'Toole is not here, weirdly enough. And I know you're saying, is he f- dead? Did he finally kill himself? Well, he's on his way back from Vegas. So the answer is maybe. Dan he O'Toole might be, here. He might be dead. He's not back yet. But the good news is, right off the top of the show, we're bringing back 
Katie Nolan. Katie Nolan. Katie's back. Uh, Katie, now where are you? You're in New York City. You're taping your show Garbage Time. Is that right? Yep. Yeah, we just finished like an hour ago. Oh, you're done. Per- this yeah. is oh, how was it? It went pretty well. I don't want to give any spoilers, you know, right. well, it airs tonight. But Well, I'll say this, Katie, that by the time this podcast comes out, it will have aired already. Oh, well, then let me tell you okay. from the A block through the D block what we did. <laughs> Let's go through the lineup. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's not worth it. Oh, okay. Um, who do wait, you ha- so wait, but I just want to be clear. I yes. was promised a Jay and Dan podcast, and so what you're saying is I only have Jay? You get half a man. You get half of half of Dan O'Toole here. Yeah, Dan is um, Dan is spending a lot of time, Katie, in Las Vegas lately. He uh, he spent the weekend in Vegas. Well, and by weekend I mean uh, Tuesday. Because we were we were off. We were working Monday. We were off Tuesday. So he's like, "I'm going to fly to Vegas for the night," and that's exactly what he did. So I think he's on his way back. I'm pretty sure he's on his way back. I did talk to him today, so I know he's alive technically as of a couple of hours ago. So That's good. That's good. That's how we like him. Yeah, yeah. We don't want him to die, though, if you're going to die. Vegas, maybe? Not it's a bad place to go. a good way to, to die, except no one would ever know how you died because it happened in Vegas. That's such a good point. And as they say, it stays in Vegas. That's such a good point. We'll never know. But then I almost want Dan's death to be a mystery anyway. That, it's, that would be very Dan of him. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, I'll... Katie... <laughs> It's been an interesting week for you. Uh, you had the, the Greg Hardy thing, which just blew up. Are you sick of talking about that by now? Um, no, to be honest, I haven't uh, talked to really anybody except Schrager about it. So, like, if you if you wanted to talk about it, we could. But I, want, I, mean, I feel like it's one of those things that stands on its own, you know? Everybody's uh, like, how are you feeling? Right. I was angry. I was angry. I was, I was angry and I was upset. I cried a little bit at the end. But well, let me ask now. you about that. Like, when you do something like that, because you've done stuff like that before, where you've spoken your mind on your show, and, and it's very much from the heart, at least it seems to be from my perspective, at the end of it, are you like, all right, I am just, like, done. I left it all out there on the table, so to speak. I don't want to talk about it. Kind kind of. That one was weird because we've never, we had a whole show written and then we just scrapped it because I was so angry the night before about Greg Hardy being dumb. So we rewrote the whole thing. So once that one was over, I actually kind of was just silent. And I think everybody that works on our show, all my wonderful producers were like, what's going on? Like, why is she so upset? But then you got to move on and you got to keep going with the show. Um, but yeah, this was just one of those things, you know, when you're just super frustrated with something and you tell everybody how frustrated you are. And I could talk about it for hours, yeah. but like, it's just had to get it out there, throw it out there. And then you got to kind of move on. And hopefully the more people do things like this and say when they're frustrated with this stuff that keeps happening, then it'll stop. Eventually will stop happening. So going Maybe. back to what you said, you had a whole show planned out. And then at the last, you know, last minute, you sort of say, like, this is really what I'm passionate about. Can you see yourself now going forward, approaching the show that way a bit more, where you're, like, reacting to things maybe a bit more quickly? Yeah, I think a lot of the time, I mean, you can't depend on it too much, because then if nothing happens, you're like, <laughs> cool, it's 5 o'clock, I have no show. Right. But, like, yeah, it's it's one of the good things about the way we've started to grow Garbage Time in Season 2 is that we're doing it a lot closer to when it airs, so if something does happen there's time to, to get that into the show. Whereas before we were filming it like a whole day ahead of time. So any story that happened between when we filmed it and when it aired, we just were completely out of touch with. So it's good to know we can do it, that we can throw away the entire show. I think the producers who helped me make the entire show would like it if I just probably kept <laughs> it, considering we worked really hard on a couple segments that will never see the light of day. Right, right. They'll but, be on the DVD. 
Yeah. And the other thing is we don't want to be that show that's like taking a stance on everything all the time. Right. It's good when something, you know, really upsets you or really moves you to talk about it. And it's great that we can, but we don't, I don't want to force it every week, you know? But here's another question for you. I, in my dream world, our dream scenario is that you're on midnight Eastern every night after us on... My dream scenario as well. So why can't we have that happen? Why, why just once a week, Katie? Why can't I we... Think it's- I think it's because I live in New York, and um, we don't have any things here. Well, I mean, we have a lot of things. There's a ton of stuff. But, like, Fox Sports 1, you guys are all out there. So it would probably be easier to do it that way there. Also, I don't think you can film out of a closet Mm. five days a week. It's just, like, the amount of work that goes into one week, half an hour, is alarming. Like, you would never think it was this much work. But it is because we've got to – we're kind of working against – the things that are working against us. So five days a week would be, I don't know what that means either because it didn't make sense. I'm (laughs) drinking. Should I say that now or should I say that at the beginning? You should have said it. Well, it's, we just assumed it. (laughs) You always should. If I'm filming my show, I'm probably drunk. You're loaded. Mm hmm. Hammered. Um, no, but we can't, we, we, it takes, there's so, we don't have a control room. Right. Like we just don't have a, so that alone is like, if you want to do a show five days a week, it's tough. We got to like prepare for all these different things that most people would be like, oh, they'll handle it in the control room. We uh, don't have that. So. so you know what my next point is going to be, which I like, I'm, I'm you're always talking to, talk, to LA. I always I talk know. to you about this and I know you're like, you're sick of me saying it, but here's what I was thinking. I was thinking of how I would approach, uh, telling you to, to move, asking you to move to LA <laughs> again. Cause I've done it so many times. Okay. So here's my thought. Every time I see you, you I know. pitch LA to me. I know. But see, I'm i I'm not an East coaster, but I came from the Eastern part of the continent sure and came did. out here. My wife, it took her a long time to warm up to LA, even though LA is always warm, but she loves it now. <laughs> but here's the thing I was thinking. What if for maybe, I don't know, four shows, maybe a month worth of shows, you took garbage time on the road? And by on the road, I mean to a studio in Los Angeles. <laughs> right? And then that is genius. Then you see how you like it. You know, maybe after a few episodes, you're like, holy crap, I got all this shit at my disposal. Um, you know, Pat Muldowney will lit- literally follow me around like a lap dog. Why don't well, I? Now move you're on. unselling me. You're unselling me. <laughs> oh, is that bad? I should have stopped. You know, I can the... hear this right. I should have stopped it at that. At we could dog. just leave. If if you would promise me that if I move out there and the show moves out there, that Pat Muldowney would be nowhere near me, then I am in. Ha yeah. ha! Very funny. We tried to we tried to promise that to Dan, and we couldn't do it. And I'm pretty sure that's why he's late today. <laughs> that's why he just stayed in Vegas because he knows when he comes home, it's Muldowney time. He, he's seeing the. Uh, the sad face, the sad bearded hipster face of Pat Muldowney. I don't like it's it not, either. I'm gonna be honest. It's not as sad. I love. Hi, Pat. Hi, Katie. I love your face. Yeah, thanks. I like. I'm sorry, that was you know, strong. I, you know, I, I heard, like your I heard face. the whole oh, first part. That was, strong. <laughs> that was a bit much. I'm sorry, too, too much. Um. Oh, another thing we wanted to talk about is you are starting your own podcast. Isn't that great? Now, how do you feel about now? How are you going to do once a week? Is that what you're going to do? Yeah, we're going to do once a week because yep. if we do more than once a week um, and then we also do the down. show more than once a week, then it's like, whoa, Yeah, that's all a lot. I do is work. So, yeah, we're going to do it on Thursdays, which is good because a lot of times after we finish filming the show on Wednesdays, we're like, oh, we didn't get to talk about, you know, whatever. Or, oh, somebody did something really funny on the show. I wish we could address it somewhere. So that's hmm. kind of why we're going to do it on Thursdays. 
it'll basically be like a hangover podcast of like everything we didn't get to talk about slash everything we want to comment on about the show slash we'll have a really cool guest hopefully every week. And so it's essentially like the Hills After Show, but for garbage time. It's exactly like the Hills After <laughs> Show. That's actually, that was our model for this, for the podcast. So wait, when you say we're going to do it, but you're going to be the sole host, are you going to have a co-host? Well, yes. Yeah, so, well, no, it's me because I don't have a Dan. Um, but I do have a Dan, but he's not, you know, he's a Peter Schrager is kind of your Dan. Mm-hmm. I feel like Peter could be your Dan. Peter could Peter could be my You guys dad. have a That's, great chemistry. I feel like you I guys... think we do too. He's so great. He is great. God, I could talk about Peter Schrager for hours. But no, it's going to be me, you know, mainly solely hosting it, but my producers um, who I spend all of my time with and either no they're wonderful but the, their reaction to me is probably the noise you just made like oh I'm so sick of it mm. but it's going to be me and them kind of just like talking okay. and, and like we're going to talk like some football games I'm going to give my picks in a hilarious way because my picks are the worst picks mm. ever like mm-hmm. we have a picks league between myself and my producers, I'm pretty sure I'm in dead last because I overthink it and change my picks a lot. Okay, so well, and also my... you're working so hard. That's the other thing. Yeah, you know, I'm super busy doing mm-hmm. podcasts and phoners and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I don't have mm-hmm. time to watch sports. Yeah, you're on the Peter Schrager podcast. You're on the Jane yeah. Dan podcast. Too the many phone pods. Rings, the phone rings off the hook. Right. You know, so... Um, no, but it's just going to be fun and stupid and, and just talking. You know, a lot of what, when you have your own show, it's cool. Everything about it is great, except that a lot of it has to be scripted. I don't have anybody to kind of like work off of. Mm-hmm. And the, the work environment we have here in the office is great. And I always say, like, if anyone could see the way we all are together in the office, it would be, they would love it. And now they can. That's what the podcast is for. Do you, you know, I look back, Dan and I always talk about the fact that Garbage, or that um, Crowd Goes Wild was a really good show. And it was, uh, I don't mean to, you know, dig up, uh, you know, dig up the dead body, so to speak, but it really was an entertaining show. Like it was a show that almost right out of the gate felt like a fully formed program, uh, as I like to say. And, um, and you know, there were oftentimes where I thought, why don't we just put Regis over in the closet that Katie currently tapes garbage time in and have him do like a one-on-one show with other celebrities that he likes. And then the rest of them can do the show together. Do you think um, do you think that there's any way, shape, or form that a show like that could work again, but maybe just without the egregiously high salary that Regis Philbin... Uh, Eg- egregiously high salary. <laughs> like it was... There's Regis again! There's Regis again! It was... Uh, it sank the show, let's be honest. I mean, that show could have... That could have kept going forever. And, it may have. Yeah. First of all, let me just say, what you just did would be like... Didn't Dan, did Dan's dog recently die? Dan's no? dog? Well, yeah, that was a while ago. That yeah. was quite so a while ago. imagine if yeah. I, like, called Dan and was mm. like, hey, Dan, your dog was the best mm-hmm. dog. Mm-hmm. And it was really good, and I loved that dog. Mm-hmm. Not because it's a fresh wound. I, I don't mean to do that to you. Well, that's I what I mean. I figured, enough time, I figured enough time had gone by. That... No, enough time May... will never have gone by. Wow. Everything about Crowd Goes Wild is depressing. No, wow. I'm just kidding. I, 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 <laughs> we're good. Well, everything um, about the initial incarnation of Fox Sports Live was depressing, too, if it makes you feel any better. A lot of things that happen in TV are depressing. I'm learning that yeah. slowly. Yeah. I think I think Crowd Goes Wild was, I'm going to agree with you on popular opinion and say that I think it was a, a pretty good show, too. I think it needed time. And uh, that's you don't get time when you're on a new network that's like, we got to make an impression or we got to be done. Like, we, we could have gotten it to where it, it 
could have been. And maybe getting rid of that thing you mentioned would have been the thing. But and by also, the way, I like the thing. Like, I don't want anyone to think I didn't like the thing because I liked him as a person and as a TV personality. But it, it didn't a, make sense. It was sense. a weird concept. Right. There was a lot of that show that worked against what that show was trying to be. Right. There was a lot of, like, we were on at a weird time. There were too many of us. But there were wait a minute, too many wait, of us that, like, nobody cared about. But wait, what? when when would be the ideal time? Like, is that the show that should be on Midnight at Eastern? I don't know. On maybe FS1? Or a, a little bit later than it was. 5 p.m. was a weird time to be live with a bunch of people who had never done TV before. It was a little strange. But I always it thought that... It could have been a morning show. Maybe a morning yeah, show. But yeah. I don't do morning, so they'd have to go on without me. You know what? That's actually a good point. They're always they're always obsessed. See, I always said like they should just loop Dan and I all morning till noon Eastern instead of putting on, say, a three-day-old Baylor Texas Tech game. I completely <laughs> agree with you. Are you allowed to say things like this on your Fox Sports 1 podcast? Eh, fuck them. They're not paying us for us. <laughs> No, I've, I've said that Billy Wanger, who's our uh, senior VP of programming, is literally when I pass him the hallways now, he does that thing where he <laughs> sees me coming and like turns down a different hallway to avoid me because <laughs> I call him and email him so much and say, why would we put on a two-day-old game instead of just looping our show? But they're obsessed with having live TV in the morning. So to your point, maybe yeah, Crowd Goes yeah. Wild would have been, been a nice been- fit. It would have been lovely. Yeah. But you know wait. what I think they should do? They should make your podcast like, you know how everybody simulcasts radio shows? Yep. They should simulcast your podcast. That's so funny you bring that up, Katie. We've been trying to make that happen for two years. Really? Two years. Yeah. Yeah, it's a long story. I thought story. I had a genius idea there. Well, you do. I agree. It is a genius idea. We just thought of it two years ago. We just <laughs> we can't get it together. Um, Jacob Let's Ullman. happen. Yeah, he, he was the first. We, in fact, it was actually even scheduled and ready to go. And then at the last minute, uh, they realized that this is, and here, to your point of not moving out here, we are on a union movie lot here. So everything involves... Uh, so things are more expensive to produce out here. So, Which is funny because that's the reason we're not, we're not, uh, we don't have a lot of money out here is because it's too expensive. So right. maybe they just tell that to all of us about everything. I think everything. so. I think you might be right. I think, yeah. I would say this. I think eventually, uh, maybe not now, maybe not tomorrow, maybe in a year... This podcast will be on TV in some way, shape, And it would form. crush, and you know it would crush. I don't have to tell you that. Your podcast is amazing. But oh, I know that, not be Katie. able to say things like f***ing <laughs> anymore? Yeah, f***ing is great to say. And we usually yeah. bleep it all out. I don't, I don't know why we do that anymore. I don't know why we do that either. Yeah. Don't bleep it. F***ing is terrific. So wait, now, um, so going back to having, to having garbage time on nightly, do you see, mm-hmm. say, say we double the staff out there. Say we send, you know, producer Tim and uh, Pat Muldowney and a fleet of social media millennials. No, no, no not uh, Pat. And, and, okay, not Pat. Someone capable. We'll send someone yeah, capable. Yeah, somebody and, who can do Pat's job, but well. Right. And then, and then Peter Schrager will show up <laughs> nightly to do, uh, you know, NFL hits, and it's a, it's a good time. You got Look, regulars. Schrager is out here, but he's not. I'm, I swear he's there more than he's here. That's true. You're right. He I'm does come out here I'm pretty positive he's in L.A. more than he's <laughs> But he's as, he's as adverse to moving out here as you are. I know, but that's because he's out there every day. So what I do is I'm right. like, no, guys, I'm not moving. And they're like, okay, well, then you have to do what Schrager does. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to be in L.A. five days a week. And they're like, then what do you want us to do? Yeah, I mean, I, it's tough because I, I, we've got it all here for you, Katie. I think it's, you know what, it's nice to be wanted, isn't it? I mean, they want, they want yes. you to be set up here and they want you to have a... It's lovely a, to be wanted. A beautiful studio and... 
And because you're in Regis's closet right now. Is that right? No, we're out of that. You what? still think we're in Regis's dressing room? That's Are a, you it, serious? That's right what everyone now? told me. That's what everyone told me. Oh my There's god. There's Regis no, that again. Was, <laughs> that was after we got after Crackle's Law got canceled. We were there for a while, but oh, now we're okay. in uh now we're at an actual like bona fide production company. It is their closet. Don't get me wrong, it's oh, not okay. a studio. So it's, it's not like Regis's closet. Oh, so, so it's like Chris like, Hardwick's closet. Yeah, it doesn't smell like right. mothballs anymore. Oh, come on now. Regis. All I've been hearing about lately is Jay and Dan. <laughs> Jay and Dan. I remember oh, I that segment. He I said you wore guy. short pants. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> He's the best. I, I kind of miss him, actually. Yeah, I'm sure you miss him more because you worked with him. I do time. miss him. I miss him because I know that if I run into him on the street, he's going to go, huh, who are you? Oh, no, I totally. I will. was on TV when Jay and Dan were tapping maple trees up in Canada <laughs> in short pants. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you just can't not love that guy. <laughs> no, um, he's a wonderful man. Okay, so when does the new, uh, it is the Garbage Time podcast. I want to make sure I get that right. I think so. I mean, yeah. is it called the Garbage Time podcast? Yes. Yep, it is. It okay. is called that. Although so, I searched it the other day, and there apparently is already a Garbage Time podcast. Oh, no, Kill those people. Yeah. We're going to destroy them and force them to change their name. Or just send the American way. Send the Fox lawyers after them. Yeah, exactly. We'll we'll get on it. Yeah. But yeah, it it, it launches, what's today, Wednesday? It launches tomorrow. Well, so you're not, this will air Friday. So it launched Thursday. Oh, perfect. Okay. So tomorrow. So same day. Same day. Okay. So here's the deal. So if you're on iTunes and you've subscribed to our podcast, zip over to the Garbage Time podcast, hit subscribe on that one and subscribe to Katie's podcast. That would be so nice of you. And if you do that, then just know that like, I appreciate you so much. Uh, and also, listen, we have broken so much news about Katie Nolan on the Jane Dan podcast. <laughs> yeah, whether or not you were supposed to or right. allowed to, you have broken plenty of Katie Nolan news. Going back now, see, this is me digging up uh, old wounds again. You were so sweet about it when we sort of accidentally broke the news about garbage time. Now, looking back, you can be honest. Were you genuinely furious with us at the time? I wasn't furious because you both are so lovable. Oh, but it's true. I was I was a little devastated because <laughs> oh, geez, I had that's known worse. for a while that I had my own television show that's worse. and had waited to tell. It's like when your parents say I'm not mad, I'm disappointed. Right. I had yeah. waited to tell everyone and I was so good and I followed all the rules that Fox <laughs> normally knows I will not follow. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to do this the right way and we will announce it and we planned this whole rollout. Mm. And then all of a sudden I woke up one morning to tweet of like, congrats. And I'm like, yeah. What's everyone talking about? Oh, that's right. Jay and Dan told everyone I have a television show before I could. Katie Nolan. Now, I will say this. I mean, we were just so excited. And the other thing, we didn't think anyone was listening to our podcast. That was <laughs> the that big good? thing. Isn't that great? That's one of those things where you find out like, oh, wow, we people listen to us. Yeah, and yeah. now we know because we ruined Katie's life. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. It's a tough way to find out. But at the same time, yeah. in the long run, it's wonderful for us. I am happy to sacrifice my happiness for your ego boosting. Long term now, though, you are super happy at FS1. You are never leaving uh, this network, this company. And uh, you, me, and what Dan right will you, lock down. Happening? <laughs> you, Dan, and I will will just be locked down here at at Rupert's company for what? Maybe the next twenty years. Me, maybe twenty 10. to tw- twenty to twenty five. I think twenty to twenty five. I love yeah. this. This is great. All right, that's how we're going to end it. Where are you going to go now? Where do you guys go? Like, do you head out to a, to a local pub, a hipster bar in Schrager's Brooklyn neighborhood? A hipster or? bar. 
No, usually. So right now we just uh, we just watched the showdown to make sure there were no problems or swears that went un- unbleeped. You put so and then much now we're sending it over to L.A. Okay. And then usually, I mean, we have beers while that whole thing is happening. But then usually we go out and grab a couple beers and then we all go home and then usually wake up on Thursday like I don't want to see those people. But we all still see each other and we're going to film a podcast. I love it. That sounds awesome. Great. Well, I wish you the best of luck, and uh, thanks for coming on the podcast. I'm sorry Dan wasn't here. Yeah, can you just let him know I said Katie Nolan, and that's it? Just tell him that for me? Katie Nolan. There yeah, it is. Yeah, just like that. Oh, poor guy. <laughs> Dan O'Toole here. I Dan hope he's O'Toole alive. here. Thanks, Katie. Good luck with the podcast. Thank you very much, and Pat, you're, you're great. I'm sorry I was mean. Don't patronize me. that's katie nolan host of garbage time and the new garbage time podcast you can subscribe on itunes garbage time is wednesdays midnight eastern time on fs1 this is a jay and dan podcast before i get into peter schrager uh just a reminder our uh, canadian wall of fame this week is the legendary canadian comedy duo wayne and schuster uh, some of you youngsters may not remember. I remember growing up watching the CBC and seeing Wayne and Schuster all the time. They had a show on the CBC. It was like a sketch comedy show. And they were almost very Mel Brooksian in their humor. They were very funny. And they both, I believe, went to Ryerson Radio and Television Arts, where I went to school. So happy to see Wayne and Schuster on the pod. If you have any uh, suggestions to people you'd like on the Wall of Fame, we would love to hear from you. Uh, Jandan.com. Send us a, an email. Maybe you'll get into Touch My Bag. Um, do we have Shregs on the line? Calling him now. All right, we're calling Shregs. So here's the deal. Dan, uh, just an update. I've been speaking to him the last couple of days. He went out to Vegas because we had a day off, and we've been working a long stretch. The American League Division Series are on, and the Jays just won. How great is that? My God. I mean, they're down two games to none. They go to Texas. Everyone's left them for dead. Don't try to act like you didn't. Everyone had given up on the team. And they go in there, and they take care of business in Arlington. By the way, producer Tim, our long-suffering producer, took a flight with Julie Stewart-Banks, also Canadian, they took a flight along with Mina Park, one of our star social media people, to Arlington. Mina's a Texas Ranger fan. Tim is obviously a Jays fan. Tim wears his New Balance sneakers, his white New Balance sneakers he wears every single day, and he brings the Jays the luck and inspiration that they need to get the job done in Arlington. They bring the series back to Toronto this afternoon. The Jays are down 3-2 after the top of the seventh after some stupid bull call by Dale Scott, which wasn't his call, but we won't talk about the technicalities. And then in the bottom half, Jose Bautista crushes one. Little showmanship at the plate. What are you going to do? He's fired up. He's going to show up the pitcher a little bit. I get why Sam Dyson was upset, but I also get why Jose Bautista was so fired up. So whatever, that's baseball. Deal with it. Throwing all that on the field wasn't great, but this is a fan base that's been waiting for this for 22 years. Did I want a baby to get hit by a beer? What was it, a beer bottle or a plastic beer. cup? It was a beer can? That sucks. One might also ask, why are you bringing a baby to Game 5 of the American League Division Series? But I digress. Peter Schrager, now on the line. Pete, it's just you and me, my friend. What up, Jay? Uh, I saw that. Savage Canadians, man. Right? Oh, what, happened, what happened to the Maple Leafs winning? <laughs> oh, my God, Pete. This is the thing. So the Jays are so hot right now, right? I mean, they're, the Jays fever has swept that nation. Yeah. But I tell you, you're 100% correct asking that question. If the Toronto Maple Leafs are, say, within a game of winning the Stanley Cup. What happened? Oh, Pete, the city burns. 
The city like, burns just down. Blast, just blast bare naked ladies and everyone goes nuts. Yeah, yeah. Just, just blast happens. one week on a loop from the back of some Chevy Silverado and just watch the mayhem. Bacchanal. It'll be orgies in the streets. Bacchanal. It'll be, Bacchanal. It'll be burning. Orgies. Yeah, burning just bodies, burning, yeah, burning, burning bodies, bodies dogs everything. and cats living with I each other. I've been watching baseball my entire life, almost like as like a secondhand thing. I, you know, it's not always been my sport. I gotta say, that was one of the craziest innings I've ever seen in the history of baseball. I think that was the craziest inning I have ever seen in the history of baseball. It was unbelievable what was going on there. And then the thought process from my perspective was, if the Texas Rangers win this game. Ugh. On that stupid play. Like, even the Texas Ranger families. Listen, I get see, it. Did you see Russell Martin hug? I mean, it was amazing. He hugs Bautista. It's like a little moment. I, I know. The box camera is caught. He hugs him, and like it's almost like, ha-ha, sarcastically. No, no, no. If they don't come back and win, Russell Martin is the biggest goat in Canadian sports history. I mean, but, that's basically what it comes down to. But I disagree, Pete. I think that the fans are so pissed at, at that call. And the fact that Scott appeared to call time... And I get it. It's in the rule book. Like, I get the explanation. Harold Reynolds, by the way, it's sacrilege to bring up Harold Reynolds on our podcast. People in Canada are not too happy with him yeah. right now. But, but I get it. I understand it's, it, that was the rule, and I understand that. You know, technically put it this way. The ball was in play. I understand that. He, he had every right to score, run. I get that. But Dale Scott waving his arms, in my mind, as long as I've watched baseball, indicates him calling time. Play dead. Play dead. Uh, so anyway, uh, it doesn't matter. Oh, wait, real quick. I mean, I was at game four of Mets versus Dodgers. Yes. And I've got a couple of takeaways from that. So similar kind of thing. Now, I know the Mets have had more recent success than the, uh, than the Toronto Blue Jays, but it's been a while. And since City Field has been open, they haven't even been in the playoffs. So literally last night, it's a game four. They've got, you know, elimination here. And I'm not kidding. I've never seen anything like this. It was 99% of the crowd were just grown men, ages 30 to 45, all Mets fans wearing like <laughs> Mets clothes, not a single female there. It was one of those things where I was like, all right, you bring your wife or your girlfriend to the wild card round, you bring your wife or your girlfriend and your kids to maybe a January, a July sure. game against the Padres. Right. But last night was like a bunch of guys just bloated with testosterone, ready to explode over watching their Mets win, and then Kershaw just shuts them down. Yeah. It was unbelievable to watch Kershaw deal, and it was unbelievable to walk out of that stadium, the amount of sadness and just deflation. <laughs> well, and you said it best, Pete. You, you know, game, that kind of game, that's when you go with your boys to the game and, and everybody drinks and has a great time. And again, going back to that baby at the Jays game, listen, I get it. You couldn't find a sitter. It's game five of the American <laughs> League DS. And you know, and those are killer seats. Like, I mean, you got you can't have a baby. It was a little baby. Like, it wasn't like a five-year-old. It was a tiny baby, an infant. Like, you can't bring that baby to the ALDS anyway. It was a black little baby. That's it was a black was. little baby. So you're at, you're at you're at. I always want to call it Shay, but you're at City, and um, yeah, like Clayton Kershaw. This is the thing with the Dodgers, right? The Dodgers have these two pitchers in Granke and Kershaw. And they can just change anything. Because you look at the series as a whole, it seems like the Mets have been the better team and probably should be moving on at this point. But, yeah, pitching. It all comes down to pitching, Pete. Yeah, and it's like, it's funny. They're chanting, we want Utley. We want Utley. <laughs> and, and my friends who are, like, educated Met fans are like, who cares? Just get a hit. Like, stop focusing on Utley. Like, at this point, like, it's been 15 years in the making. Like, let's get a win here and stop worrying about Utley. Like, the Mets fans were so obsessed with Utley. 
Who cares? Who cares about Utley? But that's like saying, why are these Jays fans throwing onto the field? They've been drinking for seven innings, like <laughs> obliterated. They're, they've got 22 years of pent-off, non-playoff aggression. They're on the verge of winning, and they realize that they may lose this thing by virtue of some stupid Shinsu Chu errant bat that he's yeah, waving out. I the mean, crowd at this Met game, Jay, I'm telling you, it was like, you ever see the show The Bachelorette where it's all these like gorgeous-looking men with their six-packs? Like, if you could think of the whoa, whoa, Pete, of that. As, as Dan O'Toole would say, time called. <laughs> I, I've never seen a single hey, episode. Hey, who's that good-looking guy? I've never seen a single episode of The Bachelorette. I'm not even you kidding. You should. You should. Why? It's Why would good, I ever watch that? It is? Traeger mom. <laughs> It's a bunch of any, skanks? I don't watch any... No, it's just the opposite. It's one female, and it's a bunch of just total douchebag guys that are, like, looking in the mirror at all times, and they're competing for her love. And it's just ridiculous things that come out of these guys' mouths. I can't defend it. I mean, I understand it sounds ridiculous that I watch it. My wife has it on, and I'm always like, oh, okay. get this off. And then all right. sucked in for two and hours. And then you're sucked into it, and then you want, want, take it right to the end, right to the end of the season. Yeah, you right got to see the end. And then I'm crying when the rose is given out. Don't you think uh, Mike Botticello would be a terrific uh, guy on The on the Bachelorette? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of women are dying. <laughs> well... It's what, oh, it's what's Shregs. inside the couch. Shregs, what? So you were on um, Colin Coward's show today. It was an awesome appearance. I loved it. Um, you are, are a regular now on Cowherd, and uh, <laughs> three times. It, it's amazing because this, like, I I love to watch because you're with us, and you know you're super loose because we're friends and we've and we've hung out so much yeah. together. You go on Coward, you have a different approach. It's all business, Schrager. It's all yeah, and, business. And I, and I really enjoy the format. So a lot of times I'll go on Fox Sports Live or America's pregame, and it's kind of like the producers will say, here's the news of the day, what do you got? This one, with Colin, he comes out of left field with, okay, Arizona Cardinals, tell me, what do you think? And it's basically an open forum for me to kind of give a story, give a little backstory, kind of give an angle that you haven't heard yet, what I'm hearing. And now, this is the thing. Your podcast is great. Those shows are great for whatever reason, and it's because he's so talented, this coward – the fan base and the listenership is so wide-ranging, and it's very NFL-oriented. So people around the league listen to Cowherd mm-hmm. every day. So I was saying negative things about the Lions and talking about their front office situation and Matt Stafford in the final year uh, of his situation where he could get cut and they don't owe him any more money, like a lot of stuff. I got 10 text messages from GMs from across the league saying, heard you on Cowherd, here's wow. my thoughts on that. Da-da-da. People listen. It's a very, very, like, I come on there to give him five minutes of just info, and he's he's out. I don't do shtick. There's no comedy because honestly, I don't think Colin wants that. I don't think no. listeners want that. You know. I think you and I talked about it when he came. People loved it so much, uh, more than I ever expected they would. But when um, the sh- when you started talking just to about Dan and I, and locks, right? And like when Yom we Kippur, discussed yeah. we discussed uh, Yom Kippur and bagels and locks, he was very uncomfortable. Not because we were talking about uh, Jewish holidays, but because <laughs> it wasn't about him. It wasn't. He wasn't driving the focus of the conversation. And, and I don't think that, think that was it. he wasn't a part of the conversation. Right. 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 So it was like you you pull. You know, it's Colin's world when you're in there, and I'm honored to be a part of it because he's he's pretty amazing, dude. Like I didn't. He's pretty good. So when you're in that world, you get sucked in, and it's awesome. But we were in your world at that point. It was interesting watching a visitor to your world, a guy who's always his world. Does that make sense? Uh, it makes a hundred so much sense. And not only that, I listen to Colin, and I am blown away that a guy can fill a three-hour race self, and it's totally listenable. I mean, you're listening Uh-oh. to every- It's smart. It's yeah. good. And, and the guests, like, he had Phil Sims on yesterday, who I've known forever. 
in, in my days in Fox, not that we don't cross-pollinate, but like you would never think to like have Phil Simms, the lead CBS voice, right. on a Fox show. Sure enough, he brings him on. Phil Simms was amazing for 10 minutes yesterday. Like I couldn't, couldn't stop listening. That's what he does, and he's not, a, not scared to bring on a random guy who writes for another website or a random guy who works for another network. I mean, Tony Gonzalez was on today. Right. He works for CBS. Like, I love that. I love it. It's very democratic. It's like, here's the best show I can do. I don't care about the politics. Let's just go for it. That's why I like the fact that he has joined the fold, so to speak. We just had Katie Nolan on, Pete. I know you have her on your podcast this week. By yeah. the way, if you get a chance, you got to listen to Pete's podcast. Every week puts out a podcast. In fact, this week you put out two, the Peter Schrager podcast. Who do you have <laughs> this week? Thanks, man. I had on uh, Katie Nolan only get in my friend from high school, a guy named Todd Dietrich. Uh, who are you, Dietrich. Simmons? Joe House? Who is this, this guy? Much, this is my this is my Joe Joe House light. But uh, we talk football, and he's a guy that uh, I, I value. And he's let's just say he's he's got some Vegas uh, hookups as well, which is what I'm trying <laughs> oh, to say. Where that's handy. He knows the, he knows the lines, and he knows all that stuff. Mm, so it's mm-hmm. very interesting to talk him talk with him. Um, so. You're, you're on with Katie. We, we had Katie on as well, and we tried unsuccessfully to convince her to move out here yet again. <laughs> it's Katie's never going to happen. Katie's great, and I, I kind of respect the fact she, she believes in her you know, Hoboken one-bedroom condo, <laughs> wherever the hell she lives. And she, she, is, she is happy there, and she is not looking for the bright lights of Hollywood. Uh, you know, I think you guys changed dramatically when you went to Hollywood. Big yeah, time. I think you lost. You lost 20 pounds and you got a new wardrobe. Dan, Dan suddenly is a silver fox working out at the CrossFit gym. I Katie gained 20 that. pounds. Kate, yeah, that's it. You actually gained weight. <laughs> Katie doesn't want that. Katie is just happy with her life right now, and I respect that. And she, we brought up you, and I said, you won't move out here either. She pointed out, you're out here. You are almost here more than I am, and I live here. No, that's not true. But uh, I am out there quite often, and I'm very happy to come out there because it's wonderful to be in person with you guys. It's fun to come out and hang out here, but you don't want to leave your hipster Brooklyn neighborhood. You're you're hobnobbing with Klostermen. I was going to say, I'll give it to you right now. Talk all the time is on the street, but I'd like this one. A Canadian superstar, Michael Sarah, lives around the block from me. I've seen him multiple times wearing sweatpants. (laughs) Not shaved, not showered, and I just nod my head. So I'm always thinking about this. So when you told me Michael Sarah, because we've talked about this before. So Michael Sarah, he's like, you know, I've done well as an actor. Um, you know, maybe I found a girl I want to hook up with. We're going to have, oh, I want to settle. Maybe I want to go to the Hollywood Hills or, or Manhattan <laughs> Beach or Santa Monica. No, I'm going to pick up and I'm going to head to Brooklyn because why? These are my people. The hipsters are there. They'll surround me like a warm Hudson's Bay blanket that I picked up secondhand at a vintage store on Look Smith Street. Look at that Street. reference. Look at that reference. Is that what it no. is, Pete? Well, is not the hipster part. That's more Williamsburg. We live in Carroll Gardens, which is more of a family area, and there's still a lot of old roots from Irish and Italian families. Okay, it's completely No, it goes completely against the grain that he lives here. It makes no sense at all, but I see him every day or every other day drinking a coffee, walking down the street, never exchange words, but I'm sure he's a fan of the Jay and Dan podcast. I have no, no doubt. Do we have Sarah on the wall? He's going to come up there, yeah. Well, we'll it's do it next hey, week. You know, we'll get him on next week. Guilty. I'm feeling really guilty right now. Why? Because I really trashed Mike Monticello for no reason whatsoever. We do so that all the time. Yeah, That's I'm used part to that, of this podcast. I think we're all okay with that. Like yeah. Engineer Jim sums it. Jim, what did you say? I think we're all okay yeah. with that. Dude, <laughs> really? Yeah. Someone's voice. Someone's voice is missing. I'm assuming Pat Muldowney had to go out with uh, the buzzer team or something tonight. Where's he? No, Pat Muldowney is here, and uh, after Katie carved him for a little while, we can. Pat, you went out with the the 
buzzer team to a Zach Brown band concert? Oh, I like that. Saturday. Zach Brown band? Are you a Zach Brown band fan? How were they? Were they good in the Hollywood Bowl, right? Yeah, one of our producers right at the buzzer, his brother is in the band. What? No way. That's really? crazy. That's really? Awesome. Now I'm interested. Okay, let me hang out. Wow. Did guys. you get backstage and hang with the cats? Uh, we, we hung, it was after the show, we hung out with them for a little bit. We didn't meet Zach Brown, but uh, Clay Cook, uh, Josh, Josh Cook is the producer for At the Buzzer. His brother, Clay Cook, is a guitarist, pianist. Like, wow. He plays everything. That's pretty cool. That's yeah. a good yeah. connection. Great singer. Yeah. That's a good I, connection. I honestly... Yeah, it's a great one. I honestly know pretty much all kinds of genres of music, and it's so cliche to be like, I don't do country, but I genuinely do not know a thing about the Zach Brown Band. And I was on the Fox Sports Live countdown show, and Jenny Taft was like doing flips because they were coming to L.A., and I kind of blew it off. I realized this might be the biggest band in America, and I have no clue about them. They must be good. I felt the same way until I saw um, the Dave Grohl show. Right? What was it yeah, called they again? Play Sonic yeah, Highways. Sonic Highways. They yeah, they were the National. Yeah. yeah, and they own like when I realized they were successful, he's like, "Oh, I own this iconic city. Like he bought yeah, that studio. Uh, awesome. Yeah. So he's obviously doing really, really. I thought it was funny though that Dave Grohl agreed to produce their record before ever hearing a note that they had played. Yeah, Jay, I'm feeling really guilty right now. Can why? I tell you why? What? Because Dan's like... not here. No, because I took a shot at Pat Muldowney, and I and it came out of left field, <laughs> and I probably shouldn't have done that. And now I'm feeling really guilty about that. Take a shot at Toolsy. He's <laughs> yeah. not here right now. He's we're, on we're, on the everyone's right. getting one. We're all okay with it, Pete. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Please take, take a shot, a shot at, at me. <laughs> you want to take a shot at, at Engineer Jim? I would never. Engineer Jim, when he did the Pitbull opening two weeks ago, I, swear, <laughs> I, was, I was running on the treadmill. I almost fell off. Big sexy. Uh, where do you think Toolsy is right now? Are you worried about him? Honestly, I, I, you could say that Toolsy uh, is now with Elon Musk taking a, sh uh, a trip to Mars, but I wouldn't shake my head. <laughs> I mean, the last I heard from him, he was in Vegas and he was like, I'm, I'm heading back, and now he, he's still not here. So I don't, I'm assuming he's okay. I think what happened was he got deep into that Jays game. And he was like, I have to have a few beers. And now he's gunned, and we're going to see Drunk Dan on TV tonight. Lifted a few time. too many. Now that you could honestly good. tell me that Dan O'Toole was at the Democratic Convention debate last night, like, <laughs> moderating. <laughs> any, still in the Mad Libs, any, any place in the world, and I would just be like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Dan does love Vegas. He's, I keep telling him, why don't you just buy a place there? But no, he's not He's not into no. that idea. Yeah, yeah, Dan, buy something? <laughs> yeah. no, that's a very good point. There's your shot at Tulsi. <laughs> All right. Not, not feeling so guilty about that one. Uh, Shregs, great to have you on. New podcast up this weekend. We'll chat with you next week. I love you guys, and I don't want to I don't want to cut Dan out, but I'm really enjoying the Jay Onright podcast. I feel like that maybe we got something here. I mean, Traeger Bob. I, I I mean I don't I think if Tulsi starts asking for too much scratch and we know he'll always will. Yeah. Oh <laughs> alligator arms Tulsi. <laughs> See you, Shregs. Love you guys. Love you too, buddy. Um well this has been going terrifically well and we're gonna call uh Jeremy Taggart too because um A we're trying to stall. Hopefully Tulsi shows up. <laughs> I think we up. stalled for a while. And, wow! and B, um, we have to talk to him after this incredible Jays win because he's. I, I'm curious to see if he might be a little lit up, possibly. But he Hopefully. might be with the family, so maybe he can't totally go nuts. Um, honestly, though, folks, definitely hop on iTunes and subscribe to Peter's podcast and Katie's podcast. They're very, very good. And our podcast, too, but you're already subscribed. Uh, to note that. on Wayne and Schuster, they met in high school. 
Wow, at that's amazing. Harvard Collegiate Institute. Yeah, so Harvard Collegiate is a great school, public school in Toronto. Um, downtown. And then they went to the University of Toronto together. Yeah. And did they go to Ryerson? Is there anything about Ryerson didn't in there? Didn't see anything on Ryerson. Why did someone tell me there was mm. Ryerson? I'm not sure. Um, oh, do we have Taggart? Oh, okay, we got him. We got him. We got Taggart. There we go. Sorry about that, folks. Um, man, I hope everyone's celebrating. I hope everyone's enjoying this Blue Jays run because this is the kind of thing, like, we've been waiting for this kind of thing for so long. You got to enjoy it when it gets there, you know? Maybe you don't throw beer cans at babies. Maybe you just go out with your boys. You hit the brass rail. God, the brass rail must be a terrific place to be tonight. Oh, sh- Taggart. Are you, do you know what I'm talking about? Like when you think about, now I know, uh, I think you've met my friend uh, and Dan's friend, Rick Hodgson, who's a, a terrific producer at TSN. I and so, yeah. the biggest Jays fan I know. Like he is, he's Full the guy on. who will defend every John Gibbons bullpen move to the death. Like he will fight you. So he, he's, so happy right now. I actually said to him the other night, he was a little depressed after they were down to nothing. I said, sure. why don't you, and he loves the rail. And I said, why don't you just go to the rail and just, you know, just take a couple hundred bucks and have some fun. He's like, no, 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 not till Wednesday. And I said, oh, really? Like this is when they're coming back. That's when he's like, I'll be going Wednesday. So Rick Hodgson, if, if you're still alive, right this will be on a Thursday. Yeah. Right now is at the rail. Like, just balls deep, not balls deep, but face deep. <laughs> just like and double boots. Bacon, bacon and taking it. Oh, man, he's having a terrific time. And how are you, buddy? Where did you watch the game, first of all? I watched it at home, and it was just, uh, it's kind of what I thought it was going to be. You know what I mean? You really been... thought that seventh inning, you, you saw that coming? Well, no, not necessarily. <laughs> that was a whole other ball. Like, I've never seen anything like oh, that in my life. It was crazy. But I'm just saying, in terms of, what the Jays did offensively, Stroman pitched as well as I, I hope. I think he's fantastic. Like, yeah. He's incredible. He There's a lot to do with the fact that, um, you know, everybody knows David Price is amazing, but the fact that, you know, this is this, Stroman is just a kid, and these guys don't really know much about him, these other mm-hmm. batters, and in any team that they're facing, the Rangers especially, so... I mean, that's something that's really nice to happen to have. Like mm-hmm. a guy who's a stud just shows up right at the end when no one has a, have a, any feel to, to get an understanding of how he pitches. And a ballsy, you know? ba- obviously, a ballsy move by Gibby to say, I'm going to use Price throughout because I know I got this guy at the end and people are second-guessing him, and he proves to be right in the end. Yeah. And that's, the, that's a beautiful thing. You know, I yeah. love to see that. I think that that was one of those things where um, – you saw Price got rocked a little bit, but, I mean, what if he wasn't there and someone else was just getting taken it if Loop wasn't, you know, away and he was in there? Or, but it would be know, so easy got, for Gibby to say, all right, I'm just holding Price till game five. Like, no one would question that move, right? Everyone would just be, yeah, of course. We went out and got this guy. Was, yeah, but I think five? there's something to be said for, to be honest, like what he did was... I think Price saved that game. They they clearly won the game. Those three innings that he pitched were great, and you know he he kept them. I think it could have been worse if he, yeah. if it wasn't him in there. Yeah. And uh, here we are. I think they initially probably they they always wanted to start Stroman on Game Five. Yeah. I really think that they knew there's something to do with the the rawness of not knowing him, uh, even though there's all this. You know, and plus the the confidence of going in there because it's just hype, but he backs it up. Yeah, 
Exactly. It's, yeah, all throughout, you know, when he, like you said, he comes in at the very end and it's like he hadn't missed a beat. It's like he had been pitching all season long. He didn't need any time to get back into it. And, uh, yeah, it's just an awesome, awesome story. I'm so excited. It must be just a gong show in the city of Toronto right now. Must be. I am in my house. (laughs) You're staying away from it. So I am not there, but it must be just an absolute show downtown tonight. Well, and you know, as it should be, you know, like this, this town has waited a long time. Oh, it deservedly so. Right. For For some success. We all know, everyone talks, sure the Argos have won and maybe TFC are doing well or whatever, but I mean, until the Leafs do something, but, and when the Jays win, like you saw, like the, the numbers, what was it, like 7 million people or something? Yeah. I can't imagine how many people watched today, but if they're getting, you know, a better of a, you know, uh, better than hockey. of the country watching the show, like yeah. seriously? <laughs> it's crazy to think about. And then the guys who are asking me here, Jeremy, you know, if the Leafs were to win, what, and I, I actually said, yeah, it would be bigger. It really would, only because it's just a hockey country and that's just the way it goes. But it's almost insane to think of that because right now it seems like it could never get bigger than this, at yeah. least in Toronto. I think so. And it, again, uh, it kind of all goes back to your boy Harold Reynolds and the, the joking around <laughs> about Canada. That was great. The, 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 the idea of it, like people do forget that, I think it's the abundance of, of hockey and the fact that it is, it is the popular sport in the country, but yeah. baseball has been here from the beginning as well as America. It pretty much started in the Northeast. Everybody knows that. It's not, it wasn't just exception to going up to Boston. I mean, right. Montreal has a long history, and Toronto has a history of into the mid-1800s of baseball. So All over the country. All over I the country, people I really play. do feel that, Harold Ren trying to get the ghost of, of Canada, and he really did. I mean, it, it was huge. Oh, but, you think? Uh, yeah. I mean, sure. le- le- I got to tell I'm so what glad you brought like this down up. There? Like, oh, this like, is so I wanted, I wanted to bring this up with you. So I'm glad, I'm so glad you brought this up. So the, he says that, and you know, for Dan and I, like, it's, it's such a weird perspective now because we're down here. Like, I was, I did an interview today, and if I talked to a hundred People living in Los Angeles, I bet you 99 wouldn't know that the NHL season started. I almost guarantee it. Like, that's how it is down yeah. here, right? You're so insulated. Sure. So, absolutely. So, um, so the Harold Reynolds, he says what he says. And I kind of heard it, and I was just like, Ugh, what are you talking about? But whatever. And then all of a sudden, the tweets come. And I'm not kidding, Jeremy. I think I got a thousand tweets sure. that night. And Dan and I put up that little video of me throwing at him and him missing it. And we got yep. like, like thousands of retweets, like people that just caught people. That, and it just, all it said to me, I talked to a few people about it and I hope people understand that I mean this in the right way. We are super, super in Canada about things that Americans say about us. Almost too sensitive. Like this is a guy, Harold Reynolds, and I know he works for our company, but he has no clue what's going on up there. Clearly he has Even no clue. Played- Triple uh, A in Calgary, right. for Two seasons, exact, which is baffling, right? That yeah. he played for the Cannons, the Calgary yeah, Cannons. Like how do you not remember? Oh wow, yeah, exactly. It's it's so baffling, and but I think you're right. I, I actually don't think it was him trying to get the go to Canada. I just think it was just an offhand, stupid comment, yeah. and and he didn't mean anything bad by it. But the second that we as Canadians feel that Americans don't fully understand us or don't know that we play baseball, even though who. F- cares what Americans think of us or no. who 
care? Like, who cares? That's all I kept saying to people. Who cares what Harold Reynolds thinks of us? Like, who gives a f***? Because it's all of a sudden they feel they're infiltrated by the American broadcast. Right, exactly. Like we've, we've arrived Buck and we've taken over and, and Buck and Pat are gone. They're gone, so yeah, they're, right. they're at the bar. Yeah, <laughs> that's right, exactly. So, so you, you, you have to listen to the American options. It started out crazy, you know, like to hear Bob Costas talking about the game. And oh, even, I know. Even to hear him, though, it's like he doesn't know anything. You can no. hear him just like, oh, this size. Oh, uh, the, the, the Martin, uh, Russell Martin, his dad plays sax somewhere up there in Canada there. They have no Florida idea. The They're getting so a few like notes John written Coltrane. for them. Well, and and then the first game, it was even worse because the first game, so before the foul ball comment even happened, yeah. we were getting all these tweets from people about Harold in the first game because he kept talking about the turf, right? He wouldn't shut up about the turf, and he's going on and on about the turf. Yeah. And then in the second game, Bob's talking about the turf, and he won't shut up about the turf, so we're getting all that stuff. But it's the same kind of thing. It's like, uh, what you know, they're, it's a baseball game. They're trying to fill time. They're annoying. Obviously, yeah. Buck and Pat aren't going to talk about the turf because they just live, work and live there all the time, and they know yeah. what's going on. Uh, that was back in April, May. It was the turf joke. Right, right, exactly. They might have said one or two things about it, and then they never yeah, talked about I, it again. Even I remember tweeting about it. Like, I, I gave up. I stopped tweeting about the turf right. in, you know, late it, May. Right, exactly. Like, all right, okay, whatever. So it, it became, And once, once we got used to that turf, which is horrendous, Yep. Well, uh, it actually became an advantage. It, and this series kind of proved that, right? I yeah, mean, this no, series kind of proved yeah, it. defensively, because yeah. it's always taken her off guard if you've never been there. And um, so, yeah, going back, so going back to Harold. So, you know, then he apologizes and everything's fine. But I just, I just, it's a very interesting, almost like sociological study, how upset we all got from one ignorant ex-baseball player's comment about us. No, I know. Uh, but at the same time, in the end, it's all good. Just like it that butt call, it, it was brutal. It's all good it was, now. They it won. was kind of getting, like, he's like, oh, it ain't over yet. You know, kind of had that feeling. Like, yeah. I don't, like, he was just kind of had that feeling like his boss was going to yell at him if he said anything good about the Jays. Oh, God. I mean, I, well, it's so now. Tough, right? Now, and now. For Fox in America to have the Jays, like a Jays in the World Series, is that a bummer? It's not good for Fox. <laughs> it's a bummer, right? It's They're not good bummer. for Fox. They but, don't want that. But I will Play say, th- I will say this, Jeremy. It it isn't okay, and and that's just that's not Fox saying they don't like the Jays. No, that's no, just it's uh, ratings. That's it's just, just ratings. People's eyeballs in America. Exactly. On the screen. Right. It turns so them off that it's Canada. Yeah. Exactly. They don't know. You know. They don't know these this town and the team is so exciting. So maybe we can sell that. But here's the thing. This is the beauty of it. It doesn't the. Fox guys aren't actually worried to, I mean, yes, they have the American League Championship Series, so now the Jays are in that. Would they have preferred the Jays not to be in that? Possibly. But the bigger thing is the World Series, right? It's on the big network. It's on Fox. And you say to yourself, so the Jays make it to the World Series, then what? Well, it doesn't matter because at that point, it's either going to be the Dodgers the New York Mets or the Chicago Cubs, which would the be the right? story of all time. Exactly. It would be like the, that would be insane. It yeah, would be amazing. That, you know, uh, I saw yesterday Andrew Stoughton uh, tweeted it. It was like this the Jays are the last team in all these teams to have been in the playoffs, like the World Series champs. Isn't which that is something? crazy? It's amazing. I'm like, I'm like, oh, thank God. I'm like, I don't have to deal with St. Louis again and the Giants. 
Well, Bumgarner going deep again. It's like, you know what I mean? It's just been the same old, same old. In well, the, the Dodgers, though. I mean, if the Dodgers make if, it. No, yeah, for sure. Evolve, then it'll be, it'll be great. I mean, but, the uh, Cubs are, you but guys. you said it, the Cubs are the dream. The Cubs are the absolute dream. Because you've got this beautiful story about them not having won for all these years, but also you have Joe Madden, who's such a just an an amazing media star. You got Eddie Vedder all banged up at the bar last night, singing with the fans. Vedder's canceling Pearl Jam. He's like, we're canceling all these concerts. We're not even, I'm hanging out. I'm hanging out all the time with these fans and getting loaded. Bill Murray will show up. I mean, oh, for sure. Whose phone is ringing? Huh? Someone's phone ring? Who's calling? Who's calling us? I'm not I'm here. I hear it. Oh, yeah, maybe that's Dan. Oh, my is neighbor, here? perhaps. Maybe my neighbor's is trying it me? to get in on this chat. Maybe to- maybe Toolsy called. Let's see. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. What's Toolsy doing right well, now? Well, we don't know. We don't. Let's see. <laughs> I'm going to check my phone here as yeah. we're talking to you. Let's see what we got. He accidentally. Somewhere, wasn't he? Hey, now here's a question for No, he's coming back from Vegas. Oh, wow. <laughs> he's, he's in Vegas. Hey, I have a question for you. Um, I noticed that uh, Taggart and Torrance announcing. Now, have you announced or about to announce East Coast tour dates? Yes. Yes. We are announcing them tomorrow. Amazing. We about this. This is exciting stuff. Now, yes. this podcast, when will you announce it? We could technically at least talk about some, but maybe we shouldn't because just in case this doesn't No, we can out. announce it right now. Okay, beautiful. Because Let's do it. We we are. It comes out. Uh, we're announcing it tonight, but we're actually going to be throwing out the big uh, numbers tomorrow. Okay. Uh, we're we're adding uh, the the Carlton and Halifax. Oh boy. On the twenty seventh. Oh boy. And then uh, PEI at the Brewing Company in Charlottetown. Oh man. On the twenty eighth. And Jan- so, these are January. I'm so jealous. And this then the twenty ninth, the Tide and Bore. In Moncton. Oh, Moncton, one of the greatest cities and in the country. in January 30th, the vault in Fredericton. Jesus, in Newby, in New oh, Brunswick. Yes. Oh, man, that's going to be a good time. So city. everything but the only two cities or three real cities, we have, we, we're not doing Vancouver, we're not doing Montreal, and we're not doing St. John's, but we'll get them next time. All right, yeah. everybody else. Well, I have a feeling this version of the uh, tour is going to be so successful that you will, it'll just be, you'll be like Rush. It'll just be like you guys oh, will just no. be touring constantly over oh, and no. over, and that's what you'll do. You're just no, life on the road. Like, It'll be more like a gato in the, in the 80s. <laughs> gato. You know what I mean? Like oh, yeah, totally. Clubs. They might not all be full, but there'll be a, a vibe. So yeah. everyone will be coming back. That sounds good to me, though. That sounds yeah. like not a bad Maybe way to like make a Maybe like a teenage living. head kind of thing. Right, the kings, right. The king. Yeah, I like that. That sounds fun, actually. <laughs> I'm all for it. So when does the tour start? When do you first head out on the road? The first show is uh, November 17th. We hit the Pyramid in Winnipeg, which now, you love. I Now, I've been to so many shows at the Pyramid. It's such a great venue, and so many Seriously. great bands have come there. So that's an amazing place to kick it off. I yeah, love we're that. at the Exchange in Regina on the 18th, the Gateway in Calgary on the 19th, the 20th. We're at the Mercury Room in Edmonton. Do you remember that place? There, so Jim? I think, th- was that the Sidetrack Cafe? I can't remember. Probably. The yeah. uh, 21st, we're at Amigos Cantina in okay. Saskatoon. And that's another place I've seen a million. It has great Mexican food, too, in the middle of the prairies. It's little Brock, <laughs> Brock University on the 24th of, of November. These are all November. Mod Club, 25th. Ritual in Ottawa on the 26th. The Mansion in Kingston 
When you say the mod club, I you know I instantly think of uh, who's the guy from Platinum Blonde who used to DJ there all yeah. the time. What's his yeah, name? the singer. Yeah, he used to uh, Mark. He'd be like, take my shirt off. Right, Mark something. Uh, Mark Holmes. Mark Holmes. That's it. Yes, exactly. And yeah, he's and like, he'd, he'd be just all worked up and staying up late. He'd do. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. He'd be doing his Brit pop tunes and just playing the tunes for the kids. All right, buddy. What's well, great chatting with you? And uh, do we have a, a new Taggart and Torrens uh, coming out soon to promote? Yeah, yeah. We'll have one this weekend, hopefully. Okay, buddy. Uh, well, you know, we're working on the next one, but we're excited about the tour. And uh, how are you? Everybody's good over there. Everybody's Everybody doing good. I'm. I'm about to head up for my uh, book tour. I've got, oh, exciting. I've got a book coming for you. Uh, number two, it's out October 27th. It's my second book. I'm so excited about it. Nice, and I'm actually get well into the book now. I'm writing. How's that going? With it's Doug good. Richmond, our, our mutual editor friend. Yes. Yeah. It's been going great. I've been uh, like plenty of good tales coming out now. You're, you found your muse. I did. I, well, it's just you, you go with the stories and you go. I love it. I can't wait to. Uh, when when do you time. think? When do you think? When do you guys want to have that? You want to have that out next, next like holiday fall. season? Yeah. Twenty sixteen. Amazing. It's gonna yeah. be great. And then you do another tour, so you do a combination podcast book tour. It's perfect. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, bud. Fantastic, bud. Uh, okay, bud. Well, hey, enjoy the rest of the evening uh, with Lisa and the family. I, I think you're gonna have a, a pretty good night because that was uh, quite a oh. fantastic win for the Jays today. Oh, great! I'll talk to you soon. Jay. Okay. Have a good night. Thanks, Jeremy Taggart, Canadian rock yeah. legend, good guy or good friend. Um, I did mention number two. My book is coming out October 27th, um, and my book tour is all across this great country. And go to jayonright.com. Just click on the book right there, and you'll see where I'm coming to. All throughout November, I'll be all across Canada. I'll be in Toronto, I'll be in Regina, Winnipeg, Calgary, Saskatoon, Regina. Did I mention Regina already? Edmonton. Um, I'm going to try to do a book signing in Kelowna, too, after the holidays, if I can. I texted Dan. I haven't heard back from him. One thing I wanted to say, though, we didn't get to do a Six Degrees of Engineer Jim. I've always dreamed of just not having tools here, so Jim and I get to chat music <laughs> the whole time. We'll do it another time. Let's do, well, let's, no do, let's do Six Degrees. Do we have a Six Degrees? Oh, we we're going to get Katie yeah. to ask one. But we have uh, ones from Sorry. last week we didn't get to. Let's get, okay, let's ask one of those, and that's how we'll finish. Six Degrees of Engineer Jim. Can right. we do that? Yes. All right. Your stinger, yeah. There we go. So many things. Jamming yeah. with I love it. All right, here we go. Okay, so... Okay, so this is a this is a big one because we got quite a few requests for this one. This is from Chris Burnham, Metal Matt, and Andy Girth, Black Sabbath, oh. and Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, uh, you know, I guess I I do have uh, a bit of uh six degree there. Yes, that wasn't as emphatic as normal. Yeah, I just. It only has to you be got, six it, degrees. I, it can totally, be a lot. It doesn't have totally, to be like right. You guys just throw me off guard. It's so <laughs> weird. Like <laughs> it's crazy. It's like you know, I'm trying to reach back in the vault. There, man. There's a lot that's going on. So, <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Um, all right. So, uh, uh, yeah. Um, Again, with my connection with Billy Bob, I'm. I think, if I'm not mistaken, he um, entered Ozzy 
into the VH1 Rock Hall of Fame, and he was the guy that um, inaugurated him into the Rock, the VH1 Rock Hall of Fame. Something like that. The VH1 Rock Honors. Billy Bob did? I think uh, so. The, the second annual Sunset Strip Music Festival's tribute to Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. Yeah? The, I think that's Billy it. Billy Bob and Slash. Yeah, they oh. both did. To yeah. your buddies. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, can't, I just couldn't remember what it was, but they I think they did something maybe out in Vegas, too. Oh, like um, a like a residency or something like that? No, no, no. no. Uh, there was a like. Uh, d- doesn't VH1 do like a VH1 rock? Oh yeah, honors they do. Or something yes, like that. yes. A bunch of our guys on our crew work on it every year. I'm I'm positive. And I think he might have also inducted him uh, on that, or was there for something, or so. I don't I don't know. Okay, but I know I do know the sunset strip thing they also uh inducted him into the sunset strip hall of fame and he did that with slash it was really cool they did it at the house of blues it was a really cool thing um are you a sabbath fan like did you grow up on Sabbath? oh yeah yeah i love sabbath uh my first band that i had um uh and i i had a couple different bands but this this band was actually really cool uh <laughs> I was, <laughs> whatever, I was in high school. Um, uh, the bass player, Kevin Manton, was the bass player in the band, and Kevin used to just only listen to Sabbath. Exclusively and he played, Sabbath. And he played exactly like Geezer Butler. He was amazing. It was great. It was a great band. Look who just showed up, everybody. Dan O'Toole here. He's Hi. alive. Hi, Dan O'Toole here. He is alive and here. We've been talking about it for the last hour. So now what happened? You were on the road. You you were coming back from Vegas. Uh, I flew on uh, Virgin Airlines for the first time. It's You said it's like a nightclub in the air. Right? Then the lights are weird and... I love it. Way to go, Richard Branson. Yeah, it's nice. But you tried to make it on to Virgin on your way out of here on Monday after we were done, and you missed the flight. What happened? Well, here's what happened. So we were on for half an hour after the Blue Jay game on, the hell day was that, Monday? Yeah. Booked a flight for 5.50, thinking we'd be out of here like 4. We didn't get out of here until 5. LAX is approximately half hour away. Now, this is the amazing thing. Your flight was boarding at 5.15. We knew that. Yeah. We were done at 5. You knew it was going to take half an hour, or at least that's what everyone said. Mm-hmm. And you were like, F- it. All aboard. I'm going for it. I hop into the Uber, <laughs> and the Uber driver accepted the challenge. Love it. I said, we need to be at the... He goes, I'll get you there. Unreal. I love that attitude. So he's flying through traffic, and then finally we're pulling up to the terminal at 5.30. My flight leaves at 5.50. It's Virgin Airlines calling me saying, Mr. O'Toole, um, <laughs> where are you? I'm like, I just pulled up to the terminal. Well, the flight is fully boarded. We're leaving. I, I said, but I got 20 minutes. They're they like, wanted to punish you. Because there's no way you could have gotten to the gate. I mean, you would have held, And then you would have got the stupid stare down no, but, from everyone. But here's the thing. You got the stare down. I went to the American Airlines terminal. I wanted to go to the slots. Well, I I went to American Airlines terminal. I cleared security, bought another ticket, and I was inside the terminal past security at 5.55. But the flight left at 5.50. 
I know. I'm just saying I, I did have time. <laughs> so here's the thing. Okay. I, I got on another flight. Well, and, and that's, and you got there and obviously, yeah. and you had a good time. Of course. Yes. Now here's the thing. Just before we left, you're talking to Kevin Burkhardt, who hosts our uh, Major League Baseball playoff coverage. Canadians may have seen him. I don't know if sports that cuts to him or not. Anyway, KB says to you, KB, who's like the James Duthie of FS1, he says, Pete Rose is driving to Vegas after this show. So basically, I, I when you want to leave, Pete Rose is like, he says to you, I'll drive you to Vegas. And you... Do not accept that ride. I, I didn't know if he was joking. Is the most ridiculous decision. And you've made some weird <laughs> decisions. <laughs> but you had a chance to get in the car with Pete Rose for five hours. Probably with Pete, it would be three because he just ripped through the desert. No chance he's driving, though. And oh, even better. So you're sitting in the back of a car with Pete, and he's just like kicking, he's drinking, you guys are having cigars, and he's telling you stories. And it's almost guaranteed to be a good time. And then again, by the time you arrive, you're like best buds with Pete, and every time you go to Vegas, you just call Pete. But, but again, I didn't know if he was joking, so I was like, I, 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 I don't know. That's when do. you just say, fuck it. Because he probably, after an hour, would regret giving you that <laughs> But you just go anyway. Everyone would it's regret too late. It. Everyone would be like, what have we done? What have we done? But it's too late. Then it's a great story. Well, but I'm then glad he, you made it. Halfway through to Vegas, he would just throw me out. Maybe. Uh, just get in another car. Hitchhike. Show a little leg. I'm dropping you off in Bakersfield. Find your own So, life. So you did get a chance to see... That incredible Jays game today. Oh my God! We were talking about it all afternoon. The long. Uh, the Wait, entire country. I thought the country of Canada was going to implode when that that run scored. Yeah, and when Russell Martin threw the ball. Oh my! People need to calm down a little. Well, the Harold Reynolds thing. We've talked about that a lot. <laughs> he addressed podcast. it too. Yeah, he did. He, kind of. He said he didn't really want to address it. Yeah, but he kind of did. I thought it was funny. At one point, he said. Uh, uh, Strowman threw a ball like three feet off the plate and Martin Cotty said, good catch, Russell Martin. And I was like, that goes against everything you've ever thought, Harold. <laughs> Your whole life. <laughs> how, how many times are we going to watch that uh, Jose Bautista bat flip? Oof. Wow, that's right? like... That's balls. <laughs> hey, that's laying your nuts on the table. Yeah. That's Unreal. laying your nuts down Wonder, there. Is there a party going on in Toronto right now? Is there a party? I was just saying... Uh, our good friend Rick Hodgson is boobs deep in the brass rail right now. He's got one Hungarian on one cheek. He's got a Romanian girl on the other cheek. Breasts. And they're just squeezing right in there. He's having a terrific time. Uh, so we had Katie Nolan on. We had Peter Schrager on. We had Jeremy Taggart Holy, on. Holy, that's a lot of people. Right? We, we got it all done. And can we do this Bill Burr thing? I just want to, because Toolsy, I don't think you've heard this. The Bill Burr. Thing from his podcast? Yeah, you played oh, it for Oh, me. you didn't hear yeah, it? Okay, so we're going to play it for the... It's quick. If you guys haven't heard it, this is Bill Burr on his podcast last week. As much as... I don't know. Anytime I can not watch ESPN just to give somebody else a chance, even though Fox is f- huge, it's not like there's some mom and pop, I'll do it. But I love that he's on there. Um, even Talk though they got Pete that Rose. big, weird, dragnet-looking guy. That's who's me. just going like, Hello, people, this is a TV show. He does like that type of humor. It's like, oh, God. <laughs> He looks like a. F- <laughs> he looks like a, a a beat cop from like 1955. <laughs> he should be outside Ebbets Field, um, just really loud. That's the, like those two guys that come on and the cameras f- moving. Like, oh, something exciting's happening. 
We got we got to be beyond the highlights, everybody. We got to put our own stamps on the sports shelf. They're doing that f- thing. So, um, I don't know. It always comes on late, and I'm like halfway passing out, and they're f- screaming and yelling like Trey Wingo at his worst. You know, Trey Wingo always gets that f- sound in his voice where you just like, dude, will you relax? You're not playing. Just just read the fucking highlights, will you? Um, or whatever the fuck it is you do. Not read the highlights. What what is what is is it that they do? What is it that I do? Well, what what does anybody do? Um, that's it. I made it pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> he left he you like unscathed. A, a, he looks like a, a a beat cop from like 1955. That's the nicest thing anyone's ever said about my looks. But that line is he should be hanging outside Ebbets Field. <laughs> right. I know exactly what he's saying. He's oh, like yeah. an old beat cop who's like Gold. got his billy club ready to beat some drunk up. And Wayne um, and Schuster on the wall. Yeah, they're on the Man, wall. But thank you, Bill Burr. I said that this is someone like when Bill Burr says that about me, it feels like like Don Rickles in his prime insulting me on stage <laughs> in Vegas. So thank you, Bill Burr. I'm such a huge fan. And That's we're an trying to get thing. Bill Burr on the podcast. Yeah, just, so we're trying to get podcast good luck good luck with that but we're trying to get him on the pod anyway we got to run we all right time go t- to go home yeah toolsy you okay. should do this every week we're back to vegas right <laughs> are you going back to vegas this weekend i i did run into someone from calgary at the airport uh before i left and he's like you're back here again i'm like <laughs> and then met a, a young canadian golfer at uh the foundation room it's at oh, mandalay sounds Bay. like a hipster joint Oh, it's just cool view. Wow. Anyway, he's like, <laughs> wow. hey, come over to my table. Uh, yeah, there's like bottle service in that. And then oh, I look around 20 minutes later, he's gone. I'm like, okay, I don't know any of these people. And then security <laughs> comes over. They're like, sir, uh, you've been asked to leave the table. Wow. <laughs> they like, kicked you out? <laughs> but And then I'm like, I, what if I was just sitting there. <laughs> Lifted a few. There was. Too I many. took a picture you, of the guy. Were you gunned? Like, no. were you making an ass of yourself? No, I was just sitting there by myself. This is my first. I took time. a picture. So you were the awkward guy. Nobody knew you. Yeah. And so they were I like, took a picture of the guys because the one guy looked. Maybe it's because I took a picture of him. You took he, a picture of the rest of the people at the table. Look, it looks like a Jerry D. It looks like Jerry D. After a big bender. Yeah, it looks like Jerry D. Two hundred pounds heavier. Maybe he thought you were making fun of him. Maybe he thought you were paparazzi. Anyway, it was weird. Uh, Engineer Jim, great to chat with you. I I feel it was abruptly cut off. and I forgot to ask Katie to give her her submission for six degrees. So we'll do that next week. Anytime. Pat Muldowney, terrific job getting Katie on the podcast this week. Mike Botticello killed it this week. And uh, Ben Teller over here on the camera. I think really taking over in a big way. I don't even remember... Who was on the camera anymore before Ben Teller? Featherstone. Remember, he just left. <laughs> he just abruptly. <laughs> ben, you're not going to do that to us, eh? Just abruptly leave us, not even say goodbye. Um, so, uh, yeah. What a great show. It was a fun podcast. Maybe uh, maybe you should come in in the last 10 minutes every week. I think I should. <laughs> it's probably a lot better podcast. At uh, Jay and Dan on Twitter and at Jay and Dan on Instagram. And uh, there's a bunch of other Twitter handles, but we don't quote <laughs> them right now. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. So long, my time here is up. Elvis has just left the building. They're going home. Love you, boys. Have a great one.